Welcome to episode 204 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty grooves. On this episode... Uh, wait, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. On this episode, we have me, Kate Hammer. And also, Kate Bradley. And also, Tom Zalatni. And we have a special guest joining us in studio Woo-hoo! today. She's the host of The Last Stretch Podcast, one of our sister shows here on the Upford Network. Her name is Safia Ahmad. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. I like how it's a, a sister show, and I feel like it's more like a, a goddaughter show. A goddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. Goddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like that. Yeah, it's a We're little more like you're not from the same uh, mother and father, but you're quite... You're, uh, there's an invisible bond yes, beyond yeah. blood. Let's yeah. go with that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's how I'm going to, every episode, I'm, that's how I'm going to refer to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Tom, you know that makes you the godfather. I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 He's feeling like the power. You slide you right sure? into that. You sure? You're good with that? I think I'm fine with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That works for me. You come to me. <laughs> like whenever you ask for advice, yeah. you come to me on this day that my child is crying. <laughs> it is every day. That's every day. That's every day. Toby. <laughs> Poor snap Tommy. out of it. Snap yeah. out of it, Tom. <laughs> yeah. He got his uh, tongue tie snipped mm. the other day, so he is extra cranky right now. Mm. But he also so can good. move his tongue properly. Yeah, good for Wonderful. Him. Yeah. Yeah. He'll never be grateful enough for that. You know what I mean? Sure. Until he can remember. tie a, a cherry cherry thingy. Cherry. Can you actually do that? No, but I bet this baby can. Can anyone <laughs> in this room do that? No, nope. I can't. Uh, do you believe it actually can be done? Yeah. I will express doubt. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't understand know. how. Like, it's Okay, too- <laughs> I think you need a stem with like very large anchor ends because mm. you hold one in your teeth. I know mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, then you take the other with your tongue. You have to you have to have a bendy stem with a with like balls on the end basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, I think it's definitely doable. It's just hard. Yeah. I don't okay. mm. I just feel like it's I mean, maybe someone with the, the sliced tongue, you know, the people mm-hmm. that slice the tongue and have the two little bits, then they have mm. more to work with. Like a lizard. Like a lizard. A lizard yes. could totally do it. I had a friend in high school, and he was amazing. And um, he had, uh, I think, I don't know what it's called, if it's a geographical tongue or a mm-hmm. landscape tongue. Yeah. When, like, he just would push his tongue a little bit back, it looked like cavernous mountains and oh, valleys. Yeah, and it yeah, was yeah. really terrifying, because you mm-hmm. never knew a tongue could... Uh, do that shape in that way yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. i think simon has that oh really yeah that i'm that terrifies me more of simon and i didn't think that was possible <laughs> yeah i don't like the idea of simon hiding things in his mouth <laughs> i don't like it well you better not look too close in there because he's got secrets yeah. oh no <laughs> it's just like a, an alternate university degree in something <laughs> useful he secretly has a bachelor's in commerce that yeah he doesn't talk yeah. about <laughs> Behind every tooth, there's another degree. Speaking of things behind other things, tell us about the Last Stretch podcast. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the segue, Tom. That kind of works. Complete. So, Last Stretch is hosted by myself and uh, Melanie Deroche, uh, who plays Freddy Canals and the Montreal. We've had we have ten episodes, so we're pretty pumped about Ooh, that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and it's basically about um, what athletes be, what makes them be the best of the best, but not just looking at like you know, how much protein they intake and all that stuff. Like, that can get dry. That can get boring. And personally, like, I don't know about you guys, but especially for people who don't know sports or like sports or whatever, like, it's just not appealing. And even for, like, hardcore fans, like... They know it already. They know it already. So what we try to do is get, like, a variety of people who work behind the athletes. So we do... We've had a couple of athletes, like uh, Frédéric Raja, she played uh, rugby. She Mm. still plays rugby, actually. But she has, like, a really interesting perspective because when she was super young, she moved to BC to be with, like, the national team. And, like, that was a really tough move for her. So it was kind of talking about that. So Mm -hmm. And we've also had people behind the athletes. So we've had scouts. uh, Well, one scout, actually, Justin Shemi. We've had uh, Corey Kennedy, who's strength and conditioning. And we also had Shireen Ahmed, who, like, that I episode, I feel like best. she's the best. Like, I feel like she should be on any and every show. 
<laughs> doesn't matter what it's about. She should just be on it. But it was ta- kind of talking about um, how the media kind of shapes an athlete's narrative. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, so even if it wasn't, like, directly related to their performance, in a way it does shape our perspective of the athlete and what we consider and conceive to be great. So Cristiano Ronaldo... <laughs> Okay, said you buns wondering has been like accused of like sexual assault and whatnot. So it was kind of like talking about how the media still glorifies him, right? 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 Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, but he's, that. it doesn't matter. He's a great soccer player. Well, it's like, oh, yeah, but he's kind of like a crappy human. <laughs> yeah, you know. So how do you? But yeah, so that's Maybe what that podcast statue is about. of him for yes. the airport was more of a like um, <gasps> representation inner... of the inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the first statue. That's actually right, spot on. Spot on. <laughs> I think he had to remake it. Yeah, I had no doubt. It was very it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I felt really bad for the sculptor. I was like, poor guy. For sure. Yeah. Oh, they probably tough. spent so many hours on it. Yeah. 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 Do you think that he got paid extra, though, afterward? Like when they had to redo it? Oh, I'm no oh, got The I sculptor? Doubt that. No, they went no, with a different so. sculptor, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel really bad that he, if, like, if he looked and went, I did it. And then, like, you know, oh, yeah. having the awareness. Uh, Really want to dig into the sculptor's life, but also leave him alone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we should give him a call, have him come on the show. Yes. <laughs> How do sculptors make athletes better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just find any, like, link to make it work. So, yeah, that's basically what the podcast is about. I was actually thinking about that recently, about how for for any movie or, like, so press in general, mm-hmm. and this would be the same for athletes giving interviews, yeah. for any movie celebrities give how many, like, literally hundreds of interviews for one movie but we really only see clips from like one or two hmm. when they say something interesting yeah because yeah. they have to repeat answers and but at the same time you think about how their energy must differ throughout mm-hmm. all those like where it's like uh, just relating to me where i'm a i'm a very energetic person but sometimes i'm pretty just like chill normal like to just chat um but when people only see me being one way, they assume that's me all. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. only me. For sure. And it's hard because they're mostly right. But then like if I'm having <laughs> a normal day of just like, hey, chill, or if I'm actually like feeling depressed, then like it's it's weird because people go like, like it's so unbelievable that I could have an mm-hmm. alternate yeah. like yeah, yeah, while yeah. still being that person like that's yes. a genuine representation of me the energetic crazy yeah. one right. but also this is genuine and people just like I've had a lot of problems with that in my personal life so it was interesting thinking about how being a celebrity or a celebrity athlete giving yeah. all those different interviews but only one narrative is pushed forward mm-hmm. and that's your identity to the media to the press to the world then yeah yeah and through sports how it's so like they can't really share much because they they can't go into the details of like play by play of, yeah. of, played like, real hard or, uh, yeah exactly they stay vague <laughs> you it's saw right everything after the game yeah. they're like you know can i just so go home? Yeah, so you tired uh, yeah i feel like it's athletes like, are often portrayed in this like very yeah. simple light mm-hmm. of like they're a machine and this is they have a goal and this is what they have to do yeah. whereas it sounds like you're presenting them in a far more uh varied kind of way because you're looking mm-hmm. at the different people because there's so many fucking people surrounding athletes for yeah. them to do what they do so for sure really cool i think the media also like a lot of times you just hear the questions they ask it's just boring yeah you know oh, what i yeah. mean like there i mean granted there's only so much you can ask an athlete after a game you know you're not gonna right. ask them about like their thoughts on philosophy <laughs> like yeah, yeah. were you thinking of this theory while when you scored like i don't know but you're not gonna get that much of an interesting answer unless something like amazing happened mm-hmm. on the field court ice whatever right so it's like i always feel kind of like bad because on one hand i know having worked with Lee Zen, like sometimes the athletes are like oh like that question was so like basic or it was yeah. just so like whatever and I'm like that's true it wasn't there are some questions that I'm like okay that was just that was terrible but <laughs> I was like why did you ask that but and it, it's not that they were insulting it was just like why are you even asking this like it's how is this a waste gonna, of time you know yeah, but right. but a lot of time I'm just like there's not that much more that they can it's ask it's so interesting because yeah, yeah sport is you can't I've heard it so many times what was going through your head when you were shooting that winning goal and it's like <laughs> Nothing. They were focusing on the yeah. fucking game. Like you right. don't when you're playing a sport and you're doing a good job. You're not being like you can't think. I wonder what yeah. mom's making for doing. Like <laughs> well, you're in it. Whereas like yeah, I think we're used to having interviews of yeah. like uh, different things where it's like yeah, if you act 
uh, ask an actor that they're going to talk about uh, studying the character, getting into the world. There's so much yeah. prep work, um, and there is so much prep work in sports. But it's, I guess, it's too unless you r- ask the right questions of like, yeah, your um, preparation and the t- tone and conditioning and all that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was like, how did you prepare? I did stretch. Like, you know, yeah. what else can you yeah. say? How do you prepare for, like, such a big... It's like, the thing is, over time, you kind of realize, like, they prepare the same way. Like, yeah. yeah. Big game, other game... Because, like, an athlete can't see one game more important yeah. as the other, because right. then that's just, like, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, the coach is going to be like, excuse me. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so, yeah, no, the questions, it's, like, it's hard. Like you said, it, with an actor, at least, like, there's all that, like, prep work, but with an that athlete... That we don't see. Like, it's yeah. behind the scenes, mm. but... For an athlete, it is kind of. I feel like sports is giving a given a lot of representation. Mm-hmm. You you see like the 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 gym and the you know all the yeah. athletes. Yeah, like you said, just sweating and pouring water on their head <laughs> at the same time. It's like give them a second. Yeah, yeah. but also like, yeah. I just I, I I read part of an article. Go me. It was past the headline. Um, <laughs> Good for you about uh, a goalie talking about what he actually sees in mm-hmm. the player because it happens so fast and like. Goalies is just like beyond me how they fucking function. And it was really interesting to read about what he saw. Like, okay, his hips were moving a certain way. So mm. then I knew that he would go a certain direction right. and, all that, and stuff that like I haven't really heard about because mm-hmm. it's not about a specific play. It's about how the goalie's mind works when right. uh, when exactly. a shot is, is taking place. Mm-hmm. And I feel like questions like that would be very interesting oh, to 100%. hear about. Like, what, like, not what, how many weights did you lift or like, <laughs> <laughs> how's your, how's your girlfriend and how did that affect your playing like how do you see what do you see on the ice because we don't you know yeah it's It's definitely tricky and i think it's the fact that like professional reporters still ask questions like that makes like student reporters things that think it's like okay Mm, you know like you still kind of hear those questions i mean for sure i'm sure that in scrum situations there are you know more like other reporters who ask better questions or you know the thing is game recaps are kind of like mm-hmm. I think they're dying personally like mm-hmm. I don't think that they're of use because again it's like you write the report of the game and then honestly you're just you're just getting quotes to yeah. make it interesting quote unquote for like the mm-hmm. reader like it's not really there you just don't want it to be your voice you want them to kind of uh, validate right. what you're saying right. so I think like I know at the link at Concordia University like we when I was there they were starting to change the format a bit so it was kind of like let's get rid of the recap and make more of a feature like what was the story of this game like if like a guy scored I don't know three goals for example for the like men's hockey team for example like then it'd be like, okay, let's interview this guy and be like, okay, like obviously you scored the hat trick, ask him the more basic questions and maybe like make it about his season or right. like something interesting. Huh. So yeah. I know that lately they've been doing recaps still. So, but at one point they, they really mm. flipped it. And that I find is way more interesting. Yeah, or like doing research about the player. Yep. Like, do <laughs> you like that? <laughs> yep. I feel like most reporters are just like, yeah, about the game, about the game. And it's like, you know what? The person probably wants to talk about something that they're passionate about yeah. Yeah. in other parts of their life that obviously connects to sports in some way. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it's an artist called Poorly Drawn Lines. They do comics, oh, and they had great. this one where it was like, yeah, a footballer being interviewed mm-hmm. by reporter and the reporter was like you sported real hard out there today can you tell me how you sport and the footballer was like yeah you know you just got to keep sporting to the sport and you want to sport and uh and then and then it's just kind of silence and then he's like my my income per game is higher than most countries gdp yeah. and it was a kind of a joke about like i mean you could look at it about athletes but more mm-hmm. was about i thought it was about the reporting of because it's yeah. like yeah what else can you do other than like played real hard like that's always yeah. the answer I see is like yeah. oh, we just played real hard out there and it's like yeah, yeah. we know you're out of breath still <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I almost don't even want it Inter- when I was interviewing at times I was like I can make this quote for you mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like yes. you know what I mean I was like you know should I just write say. it and like if you're just good with it, it. <laughs> then we'll go with it yeah and it's you cool know. that there's there's changes happening like yeah. uh yeah. my hubby showed me a video yesterday of Snoop Dogg uh yeah. live yes. commentating a game yeah. and it was so <laughs> good come on uh, what is it nephew <laughs> it's just like so many fucking interesting things because yeah. like so many times when Paul watches I uh, my, my hubby, uh, he will sometimes put music on. 
and he'll yeah. just watch the game. Oh, it's he, so much more epic uh, if you put like real yeah. epic music. Yeah, on. yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you don't necessarily need the like you're watching it. You yeah. don't need the guy saying you know. So it was interesting to, to hear Snoop going like number twelve is just like he doesn't know the names of the yeah. players. Yeah. He's just saying like, nonsense. He's yeah, having yeah, fun, and yeah. I think maybe that's yeah. what's like lacking yeah. is that take everyone wants serious. to take it seriously, yeah. which of course you do, but you also we're lacking people just having genuine fun. Yeah. 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 On a separate note, did you know that? Snoop Dogg has a literal harem of bulldogs, like 28 dogs. What? Hang on, a harem of bulldogs. Isn't that just a group? No, I think a no. harem I think a harem has sexual connotations. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it does, but I also think it doesn't. I don't think it's supposed to. Oh, like wait, a, let's like, let, let me look it up real quick. Cuz um, the then I take away the harem. Um <laughs> Well, to me, I, I was like imagining them in a beautiful room with silks and 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 chiffon I on like the wall. That. You know, like I just don't want these... Snoop Dogg having sex with animals. No, no, yeah. <laughs> that's where I draw the line. Yeah, I I, I support that. I support that. Okay, so harem definition in former times: the separate part of a Muslim household reserved for wives, concubines, and female servants. Okay, but no, technically, no sex has been stated. Right. Yeah, it's just they're in a room. <laughs> Synony- like synonyms is women's quarters. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay, here's the thing. I thought harem was a group of people, but it's actually just the physical place. Um it's just like a quarter. Uh, <gasps> a group of female animals sharing a single mate. Oh, never mind. Oh. <laughs> it's the so beginning cool. of the sentence. There, there you go. Sentence. You were so excited. Yeah. You were like, I'm correct. <laughs> anyway, he's got a lot of dogs. He's got a lot of dogs. <laughs> So, edit point. Um, <laughs> Snoop Dogg has many dogs. Should that surprise us? Uh, here's the thing. He was Snoop Lion for a while. Did he have lions? Nope. Good well, actually, point. I don't know. <laughs> you know? May, probably. Maybe, maybe. Maybe he temporarily dressed the dogs up, like put a big fake mane on each of them. Well, the thing <laughs> was that surprised me, or, you know, whatever. I got this from Wikipedia. But he apparently like took the dogs with him everywhere he goes. He's like, that's really Whoa. cute. Yeah, that's cute. This is a little support crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another Does part- he live in Canada now. What? Why? I don't. I don't. Because of the weed. I was gonna say. Oh, <laughs> he like lives in Montreal. I think like with no. He was talking about. He was like, but also with the U.S. Everything. Yeah, he was yeah. Just like, fuck it. I'm going to Canada. I'm doing a show with Martha Stewart. Amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna narrate some hockey games. <laughs> Uh, I want to hear Snoop Dogg narrate, you know, some teams, I don't know if all teams do this, mm-hmm. but like the kids games yes. in between periods. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a lot I of fucking teams love do those. They're so funny because the kids are falling. Yeah. <laughs> and they're so excited. Yeah. yeah. They're so cute. Yeah. So cute. That's what it should be about. <laughs> the, the joy, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. Speaking I, of joy, Marie Kondo. Uh. <laughs> I still have to watch that. I'm really, I'm really excited. It's I, good. Because of Marie Kondo, I now only own MeUndies underwear. Okay, so. But also, so I only have four pairs of this. MeUndies. Can you explain? I don't get it. Can you explain what are MeUndies and why only four? Well, I'm That's not, not even <laughs> enough for a week. So, so the thing is, like, I kind of gradually bought pairs, like, you know, over time. And I have four pairs, but then what when is was, me undies? Oh, it's an underwear brand. Okay, um, they're really comfy, but they're online, right? It's yeah. not a store brand. Yeah. Okay. It's an online brand. They're I keep really hearing comfy. about them on like all the podcasts I listen to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, like, all they, the promos. Are yeah, for I'm like, are they really that comfortable? And then when you posted it on your wall, I was like, oh my god, I need to know. <laughs> so, so they're really comfy. They're they're not like cheap but they're not like breaking the bank either okay and uh you can get like fun patterns and stuff and they have like tons of different sizes and shapes and like options oh that's so nice. it's really it's really good and they're super comfy i cannot stress enough how comfy they are it's like a hug for your butt um like you know you've all worn leggings at some point in your life yes I'm wearing them right yeah. now there yeah. you go <laughs> so you know when you put on a pair of leggings and you walk around you kind of feel the air a little bit like you can feel the wind a bit more than if you're wearing like a pair of jeans See, I got extra thick. Yeah, I'm wearing on right fleece now. leggings yeah. under my jeans. <laughs> so I've, no. But I know really what you mean ones. with like thin jeans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so it feels like that. Like it's like you're wearing underwear. You feel like you're wearing something, but it's it breathes really nicely. Oh. Um, yeah, which is just nice. They also do like bras and socks and like so you like got rid comfy of pants and stuff. All things that are not this brand. No, no, just the my best. underwear. Yo, yeah, but okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but now I just have four drawer. pairs of underwear, which is fine because I do laundry every other day. Except I realized 
I guess at the time of this episode's release, we'll have just gotten back from PodCon. But for traveling, it's not ideal. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. I have four pairs of underwear and we're gone for six days. Uh, Use paper towel, right? (laughs) To what? (laughs) Staple them together into shorts or like stuff them into the pants to like have a, I don't know. Like a lining. Yeah, lining. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's what I was. I wasn't thinking staples. (laughs) I'll just wear pads. Just wear a panty lining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Here's a a me thing. I prefer not to wear underwear. I like make myself most of the time, but today, no underwear. So Good here's the thing. Maybe just don't wear it. I could. I could go commando a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. I mean, I'm sure it's harder uh, for people with penises, but for, I, so I don't know if that, mm. more rubbing and more terror oh. down there. <laughs> terror. Huh. But for, for me, it's quite simple. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I could wear sweatpants and no underwear. I wouldn't want to wear jeans and no underwear. Yeah. Because that's just. That sounds awful. Yeah. Should we go to the cash corner? So I can buy some new underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Have you ever wondered how much this show costs to produce? Well, we've got about $10 a month in web hosting fees and pay each of our hosts about $15 an episode. Then we pay our editor another $10 an episode. That comes out to, on average, $200 a month. Not a fortune, but more than we're currently making. Want to help us keep this thing going while also paying everyone properly for their time? If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candace, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, and Anne. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet Sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Kendallin, who asks, what's your favorite new discovery, like fun facts, life hacks, etc.? ETC. Oh, I literally met a person the other day who said, etc., etc. And I was like, (laughs) no! Were they royalty? No. <laughs> Did they come out of a golden carriage? He was a he was my French uh, redaction teacher, a course that I dropped now because oh. it was too much for me. Because you hated the way he pronounced. <laughs> I was. He seemed great except for that. I was like, this, he was like, he was the editor for like a financial uh, French Times that was is now no longer in existence. Um. Blah blah blah. And he's like, yes, etc. 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 Et but I feel like I've heard a lot of French people say etc. Yeah, that uh, makes... But, you know oh, what I mean? And that might be why he's saying if he's French. He also had a hour. very... Like, he was he's obviously very French. But he, I think he... I don't know what his background is because he a lot of things he was like... Ber, like, he would really uh, roll okay. and, like, exaggerate some French, like... What is it? Glottal stops, etc. And, like, rolling. Glottal. 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 That's kind of fun. Do that again? Glottal. <laughs> in you know the there's a Dutch word for like warm and fuzzy and it's gezellig. It's wait no what is it? <coughs> Man, I'm really low on the confidence of my facts today. Oh. Very much apologize for that. That's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, but any new new thing, hmm. new discovery? Yeah. Are we fun new people? We fun <laughs> new we exploring new people? Stuff? Yeah. I don't know. I discovered that caps lock thing. Tell us about the caps lock yeah. thing. <laughs> so sad. So <laughs> I was uh, I was editing a press release with my uh, with my assistant Frédéric Rajat, who was also on on the show, as I mentioned before, and um, I was talking to her about how like I wish I could just caps lock, like I hide, like select text and then just press caps lock, and then it caps locks it. <laughs> and then I was just like so discouraged. And then she's like, "Oh, but there's an option <laughs> to do that if you highlight it, and then in like the options where you have like tools or whatever, um, or just like the basic format tools, it gives you the option to like lowercase, uppercase, whatever, so you can mm. like select all of it. That's and I so feel wonderful. like." Uh, it's really behind on that. So <laughs> me too. Yeah. And no. I, I love how earlier you were like, "This is all I have." You guys are going to have so much more than us. <laughs> it was just and yet that's what we came to. <laughs> that's that's okay. Okay. I'm but done. See you guys. Yeah. In all fairness, I'll uh, tell you. So I looked up on some life hacks, <laughs> and the best one I found so far is 
when taking a picture, squint your eyes to make your <laughs> smile look much more genuine. Because people have trouble being genuine, gen- like just themselves. <laughs> and that's what kind of terrifies me is that word like being told to do specific things to match social, um, yeah, 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 like, well, not social, social mores of what we think is genuine. And it's like, mm. how about we change our social conception of what is genuine right. instead mm-hmm. of trying to ever t- teach people? Mm. Because one of uh, one of my past partners uh, had a brain that worked in a very logical way, and when he was younger, his mother used to literally have to tell him how to interact with people. Yeah, like when yeah. this happens, you do this. Which put a lot of strain on things in our relationship because mm-hmm. there would be like one point where we were driving somewhere. So I'm like scrolling on my phone and I find this funny joke or cartoon and I laugh. So I tell it to him because he's driving and he kind of does this weird like, oh, <laughs> but like, and it sounds, it, I did it terribly because <laughs> everyone else was like, that's a genuine laugh. But I could tell when he oh, when it was a fake. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, why did you laugh like that? And he's like, it's really funny. And I'm like, no, but there was something weird. And it like hmm. we ta- And then finally he was like, well, I actually saw that this morning before and I read it and I thought it was funny. I was like, well, why wouldn't you just say, oh, I actually saw that this morning. Yeah. It was really funny. Right. And he's like, no, because I know that's what you wanted. You wanted me to Oof. share with yeah. you in this funny time. So I wanted to laugh to have this moment. And I'm like, whoa, someone told you this is how to react in this thing instead of being like genuine yeah, and just yeah, saying yeah. your truth. Yeah. That's so tricky because I think like that's one of those things where, I mean, it sounds like his his mom kind of taught him that, right? Yes. Taught him like you're supposed to react to things mm-hmm. in like these ways. And and like, so you can't even really like blame him for that. But no, it's that such was a, the thing. It's such a weird, like almost manipulative thing to do. To like that intentionally react a certain way because you know, or because you think you know that's what the other person wants. Like, yeah, that's a. I think that's a thing that like we we all do a bit. Yeah. Of it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, we to need to like extent. we need to not. You know, we yes. need to like recognize it and call each other out on it and be yes. like that. Uh, hang on a second. Like that was a forced reaction. Like, do you know how many sitcoms would just be done in a minute if people would just communicate <laughs> properly? It's so true. <laughs> when, yeah. when whole when whole episodes are based on just a simple thing that could just a be misunderstanding, really a... because I hate that writers think this is the joke, and I'm right. like, you know what? No, I'm sick of that being the joke and that being told to society. Oh, yeah. if this happens, it'll all work out. But you know, and it's like, no. How about you just fix it, and then the joke is something else yeah Yeah. people having fun and talking together and working together instead of being like we have to break into the office to delete this email and it's like my i know this is just gonna get worse yeah yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) but at the same time i mean i i i hate i've ranted about that so many times every Mm -hmm. time that there's like a lie or a misunderstanding at the beginning of an episode that could be cleared up very quickly Mm -hmm. i'm like but at the same time it is uh it it is reality like we Mm -hmm. we we fear social interactions so much well a lot of us do Mm -hmm. that we go into so many lengths to avoid that's confronting so like teaching each other to talk to each other and yes. then you can like, yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. totally agree. I mean, I remember like I'd always try to come up like if I was like messing up, I was running late or whatever. I'd like try to come up with like some excuse or whatever. And I was like, it's fine. Like, it, like they'll believe it. And I used right. to do that in the past. Except at some point I'm like, this is exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. what's the point? And I'm just like, what's the worst? I like, for example, today I... <laughs> so sad i took the wrong bus i like left my house super early not to come here but to do something else and not to come here not to come here okay Uh, five hours before you (laughs) i had to go do something but right before coming here and i was so confident that i was on the right bus it was so sad i was on the 51 and i was like sitting on the bus i was like sending texts emails doing work and then i kind of realized i'm like wait a second i'm like I mean, this is going on the wrong side of the city. And I was like, I asked the guy and I'm like, this isn't going towards Loyola, isn't it? He's like, no, it's the other one. I'm like, oh, no. can I get off the bus here? So essentially, because it, it, I was going from Cold Nash to Loyola, like that takes 30 minutes yeah. and I was right. going back. So that was like 45 uh. minutes and it was 9.50. I'm supposed to meet this person at 9.30. And I was like, I was like, oh, I could just tell him like something came up or like come up with something. So it's like less pathetic than... I took the wrong bus because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, but I was like, you know what? I was like, 
whatever it happens to everybody yeah. so like yes i just texted him being like hey i'm really sorry but like i went the wrong way so i'll be there as soon as i can but and like <laughs> it was like 20 minutes late but i was so embarrassed <laughs> but at the end of the day i was just like this is a normal a thing yeah <laughs> basically and then i profusely apologize in person but you know I was here's like, here's a life hack that i read somewhere and it's not really life hack but i think it helps more where it's instead of when you show up late somewhere, instead of being like, I'm so, so sorry, which mm. is like a reaction to apologize. Yeah. Um, and But when you're the person uh, opposite that, you always have to be like, oh, no worries. And you feel like that has to be yeah, responsible. Your, yeah. Instead, when you show up, say, thank you so much for waiting. Yeah. And instead of like trying to be sorry, be like, thank you and appreciate them mm. with their time. Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. I'm always like, thanks for understanding. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. But it was for me, I was like, I never consider that an option instead of being like sorry 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 yeah and yeah, you're yeah. always overwhelming this person they're like it's fine just sit down yeah. Yeah. instead of just being like thank you thank you for waiting for me yeah and then just yeah then they feel appreciated yeah. and you can yeah. keep going exactly yeah, 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 yeah. well especially like I, th- I feel like nine times out of ten the, per- the person you're wait who's waiting for you is probably kind of glad to have a couple minutes to just sit by themselves mm-hmm. like i don't know when when someone's late to meet me i'm like okay i'll do a crossword I'll have a coffee. I'll just yeah, wait. Yeah. You know? I have like a couple of friends, like God bless them. But they're like, <laughs> if you're a minute late, if they're out of there. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Like, why? I can't decide moment. if I like respect that or like don't. It's I don't know. Those, I feel like okay. I mean, I I have a problem like being on time, but like except for this morning, I really planned it. But anyways, but like she usually she'll wait if you're late. But I think if she's in a mood or whatever, it's like, forget it. Like, she's out of there. Because she's already really, like, sensitive about being being late, people being late. So it's like, for her, the moment you're not there, she leaves. And then she's told me, she's like, yeah. Then they would text me, like, hey, where are you? And then she's like, I left. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're just like. I was five minutes late. Yeah, you know yeah. Like, I bet people are then the next time on time. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But it's, it's the hard. mistakes happen thing. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The, the, yeah. you, you. It's not because you're an idiot. Like you just got yeah. on the wrong bus. You That's know, like it just fucking happens. Yeah. I think my life hack that I've that I've learned re, uh, more recently is just fucking sharing failures, mm-hmm. uh, sharing yeah. mistakes. Like I just took on a, a, a mini admin job at the Montreal Improv Theater, and. Um, I'm constantly panicking about uh, making mistakes. And yeah. and uh, Lacey, who is the education director, was like, don't worry about it. Think, fuck ups will happen. Mm-hmm. Like I was sending a bunch of emails that I had to cross-reference, cross-reference mm-hmm. with a bunch of spreadsheets and just like, she's like, it, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. And then she like literally sent me a list of the mistakes that she had made that day. Of, like I sent this That's email nice. off for Monday and it was titled Sunday. So I had to write, <laughs> I did this and this. So it's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. stuff just, you, you, you have support around you and exactly you, it's gonna be fine yeah. yeah i'm the same i like for a very long time and still today like i have trouble like m- well accepting that i made a mistake you mm-hmm. know what i mean like even if someone's like it's okay you made a mistake i'm like i made a mistake <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. like i don't even want to hear it but right. i'm trying to get better at that because i'm just like everyone does it yeah you know? and it's yeah. it doesn't have to be the worst thing in the world no yeah. in high school i had a friend who was not she was notoriously late but like would show up an hour late or no. more. Yeah. And for me, I didn't, I mean, I, as soon as it happened once, I was like, well, that's who she is and that's what I'll expect. So yeah. again, yeah. I always plan, I have my journal, I have other things to do, whatever, but it really pissed off my other friend because this is a thing. If she had just been genuine, like, you know what? I have trouble getting out the door on time because of anxiety of, le- you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She would make up excuses like, I'm so sorry, I dropped some conditioner on my cat. And so I had to wash. I had to wash. Oh, no, no, no. She said, sorry, I was showering. And so my cat was nearby and I dropped some shampoo on them. And so I had to wash the shampoo out. But then I realized, got a condition after. So then I had to condition my cat. And when she said that, I was like, you are fucking, is this a fuck? Because this sounds like a fuck. sounds like (laughs) Like, a fuck. Full fuck. So why would you say, there's no goddamn way you accidentally go, oh, oh." (laughs) yeah. leave the shampoo on the cat if you have to be somewhere, you know? So stuff like that where it's like, you know what? We know you're not telling the truth. (laughs) And if you just told the truth, we could respect that because you're respecting our time. But right now, you're not respecting our Mm -hmm. time. Or or give you a heads up and text you and be like, hey, I'm going to be late. My cat needs a shower. (laughs) (laughs) 
like it's that's it you know you, you just let yeah. people know that you're going to be late yeah you, you don't yeah. just show up an hour late that's terrible and I it doesn't that. necessarily yeah. have to be unless like it's a specific situation that like there are big stakes if you don't show up on time or whatever but like another thing i'm learning and this is like definitely imbibed probably not the right word from my mom of like everything has to be padded i'm sure i've talked about this mm. before but like instead of just saying like i'm sorry i'm gonna be five minutes late it's like this whole even if it's true this whole like story this yeah. this premise that i have to give to you so that you will understand the context of the situation <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like people understand yeah. you could just say like this is you know this is what's happening mm-hmm. and they'll adjust mm-hmm. here are two new discoveries i i remembered Ooh. one is that you can like the the ceo's number for like the trans uh uh, Canadian pipeline and the different companies involved with that all of those are publicly listed and you can call those up and leave messages and voice Ooh. your discomplaint and send the liberals emails and you can do those things and it takes two seconds and you can do it awesome and you can feel yes. empowered as a citizen yeah. the second thing I remember that I learned just about two years ago which I know sounds like a long time ago but when you hear what it is um so you know how in Love Actually, when he holds up the sign and it says, say it's Carol Singers. I thought Carol Singers was a person. <laughs> I've, I've only me... seen parodies of this. So okay, so it's a, so he like goes, she goes to the door and uh, her husband goes, who is it? And he holds up a sign that says, say it's Carol Singers, as in like, oh, la, 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 la. And he I presses had... play on something. My whole life. Until I was 24, at least. <laughs> I thought, I never got, I was like, oh my God, it must be an English actress that I don't Carol know. Carol Singers, of Carol course. Singers. Yes. Say it's Carol Singers. And I was like, oh. And I, I thought so it was good. something that I didn't get for so long. I was like, I'm left out of this inside joke until for some reason it clicked. Oh. And I went, dear God, I have, <laughs> I have been led astray by my own <laughs> stupid i'm this is a stupid i've made a stupid. did other moments just flash into your mind at that when when that was clarified did other things become clear to you uh no but that felt bigger yeah like, yeah it felt like a real religious experience when it shouldn't have Carol but it's one singers. of those things when like you feel this is i feel like where this question comes from like that feeling of looking at something from a different angle yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah being like oh i know what this is but then somebody goes just like pushes you two inches to the left and you're like <gasps> yeah 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 something else yeah yeah That's yeah, yeah, yeah 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 my my most recent life hack thing uh actually came out of the whole like Marie Kondo thing um so when the when the Marie Kondo Netflix special happened Teffer watched it and then was like okay I feel motivated. sorry. I feel like it's going to be before Marie Kondo Netflix <laughs> and after Marie. Like that's how the world will be separate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And and so so Teffer like feels motivated, starts tidying up some stuff, and then I'm kind of like, okay, I should do something also, right? Because I don't want to just be a schmuck who's sitting around while while my partner is tidying the house. Um, <clears throat> and I realized I was thinking about like, okay, household chores. We frequently we'll walk around and be like crap we really need to like sweep this room or crap we need to clean the the guinea pig's cage or we need to clean the bathroom and then we just won't do it right um and it's like what'll motivate us what's Mm -hmm. the thing that'll motivate us to do it chocolate points (laughs) points and and so i i thought about it in the shower one morning and was like okay a new video game is like 80 bucks a nice like a nice dinner out is like 80 bucks a like a good piece of kitchenware of some kind probably like 80 bucks so since those three things are the things we like the most right like we like going out to dinner we like video games we like kitchen stuff i'm gonna say that for twenty thousand points we can get one of those three things we can cash in our points and then i just devised a system where like if we cleaned the entire house we still wouldn't have twenty thousand points yet oh so right, now right. we have to like kind of slowly a consistent build up. thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's fantastic it's been yeah. so great. because the thing is then you don't get mad at each other yeah i knew another couple who did this where it was a it was one of those things where like you know what uh this is this cleaning scheme is run by someone we don't know but we have to do it oh, for them yeah, yeah. so it wasn't just like you yelling at your partner like do this yeah right. yeah yeah and it's like it just has to be done there are no excuses like yeah. even if you're out with friends just do it it'll take 10 minutes yeah. and it's done yeah it. yeah then you put points in it it's like that's the only reason why i go on google maps review i'm the top five percent <laughs> of montreal reviewers and if you know me like i don't like games i don't do things i have so little time but there's something to be said about 
just having a part of your life be a point system where you yeah. feel like you're winning. Yeah. It's really yeah. hard, yeah. like yes. in the arts or in life in yeah. general, uh, and to to yeah to get. I guess numerative <laughs> reward being like yeah. you've done well. Thank you for your efforts. Yeah. That's yeah. like self care, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's just yeah. literally just putting yourself first in yeah. the end, right? But, but valuing for, your time and valuing yeah. the things yeah. you're doing. But yeah. and I guess like yeah, if I started doing like, hey, you do a stand up set somewhere a week, ten points. Like yeah. that's actually whoa. Well, Whoa! <laughs> that's, that's so much better than going on Google Maps for no reason. That's actually where I got the idea yes. was from uh, Jimmy Caramanis, who he's a local theater person. Okay. Uh, Johnny Legden. Jimmy, you may have heard of it. Was Jimmy Caramanis and Johnny Legden. Legdick. It was like a. It was Leg- a musical. <laughs> It was a musical comedy okay. that put on at Fringe a few years ago. Anyway. Oh, I thought it was a person. I yeah, was like, hey, you're not like, allowed to laugh. Like Carol Singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it was a musical about a dude whose leg was a dick. You're allowed to laugh. Um, so, uh, or whose dick was, was a leg? Yeah. His dick was a leg. That's it. Okay. Um, but anyway, he, he posted this, this photo to his Facebook a couple of weeks ago that was like a point system he had devised for himself where it was like a similar concept but it was things like practice trumpet practice guitar book a gig like it was all that sort of stuff and like yeah it it seems to be working for him and when I saw that I was like that's cool I'm not going to do that and then two weeks later I was like I'm going to do that awesome yeah because I've had that thought before as well like let's make it a system and then it's just like the actual step of making it happen Yeah. Uh, we also did a a contest where it was like whoever gets the most chores done in a day gets I can't remember what it was and it doesn't have to be big oh I want them Yorkshire puddings for sure and it it just it just gives that that little pep that little like oh I'm doing this for another reason than just like putting it away but the Marie Kondo has like it really changed how I see chores mm-hmm. like because paul and i don't exa- don't have much crossover time necessarily um and mm. then realizing that doing the dishes together is actually just spending time together mm. yeah. and then it, it, it's really fun to be able to do that yeah and then and then spending like it creates a positive association with yes. the chore so then when you're alone you do it with, with less of a like giant weight on your shoulders because mm. you're just like oh this isn't like the end of the world yeah. and it's fun to fuck the folding from Marie Kondo yes. the fold in half and then fold in thirds it's so nice and mm. seeing my undies all lined up like <laughs> vertical I fucking love like it like in a yeah. store yes yeah. I love it <laughs> yeah. I haven't done it to my underwear but I just did it to my pants and shirts last night and it feels great it feels great <laughs> yeah mm. I had my like Marie Kondo moment. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm sure I'm gonna have another an an actual Marie Kondo moment. <laughs> but my I guess like a similar moment was when I was watching Queer Eye because mm. like you know how they all have like different specialties. Yeah, right? Bobby Burke, he was the one like the way he like when he interior like the way he designs the houses and the way yeah. he communicates like how space should be used. Like mm. that was like so eye opening for me. Like my room was such a mess like it was so gross and it was like the same layout for a while and I was just like I just was so sick of it like I could clean it up but it was never like it would just get messed up all over again right and it was only after watching that that I was like oh like the way he talked about it was like you know your house is like a reflection of yourself in the sense of like how you how you think and how you see things and I was just like I was looking at my room and I was like my mind does feel chaotic, not just because right. I'm looking at a chaotic space, but yeah. because like I'm juggling three jobs, trying mm-hmm. to like keep a social life. Like it was just so much yeah. happening. And I was like, I need to pause everything. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. So I basically like, so essentially the room that I, so I'm at home with my mom and my sister, but um, the room that I'm in was my dad's room. And that room was left empty after he passed away when I was about 15. Mm-hmm. And that room was kind of like you know you have a spare room you just end up using it for storage Mm -hmm. so then anyways long story short I end up sleeping in that room and it was it's fine but I didn't really change the layout Mm -hmm. like the drawers were in the same spot yeah some of his stuff you never think to take the time to really like Marie Kondo just sit and like think and like touch everything yeah yeah connect and how do I fit into this rather than just feeling like just going I just gotta get in and because you are so busy exactly so I was just like okay but I'm like this room isn't me or right. mine like I we never really change it there was like a new bed or whatever sure. so like anyways to make it look bigger because it's a pretty we have high ceilings thankfully but the room is like oddly shaped I couldn't even tell you what shape it is it's like a fucking <laughs> hexagon set. I don't even know it's like a weird, weird oddly shaped and so what I did is I moved like one of the one of the uh, sh- the shelves in my room mm. actually no not shelves drawers and I put it like on the other side and like it just 
opened up the space. Oh, wow. And then all the drawers, I kind of like labeled them, like what goes in what drawer. Uh-huh. So that way I know I was so sick of having stuff on top of the drawers. <laughs> like, right. I was yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. don't want to see any of this crap. Like it could just go in a drawer. If I need it, I'll take it out, yeah. put it back in. And now my room did get messy again, but it was so easy to clean up. Because mm-hmm. you know where shit goes. I know where everything's yeah. going. And yeah. I was like, I had peace of mind. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is good. And like that kind of, you know, pausing, rethinking things and everything. Like now mm-hmm. I can do that in my like with my jobs and with other aspects it's not perfect yeah but it's way better than what it was like a month ago or two months ago right so yeah yeah so now i'm really excited to watch marie kondo (laughs) (laughs) like another moment (laughs) that that pause is so important though because it's like in in so many parts of my life i'm often like if i stop i won't get started again like so there's that fear of i can't possibly take this moment yeah but you taking that that day or like a couple hours in a day and then it just fucking resets thing and then yeah you could be more productive exactly. instead of just like scratching along. That was exactly it. I was just like, oh, but I still have like a million things to do. And I was like, you know what? They're going to fucking wait. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm so sick of this. I'm like, they're going to wait. And I'm just like, and if it does, if something happens and it's because I didn't take care of it right away, I'm like, then I'll just tell them what exactly I was doing. Right. And yeah. boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. that's it. I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Hey you, do you make stuff or want to make stuff? Are you having a bitch of a time finding a space that fits all your functional needs? Well, good news for you, friend. That's because friend of the show, good boy George Poppy, is trying to figure all that shit out for you by creating a collaborative workspace for all your assorted production needs. Check out chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z dot co. Fill out the form and let George know exactly what you've got going on that best suits your production needs. Let's make stuff, but you know, collaboratively, because only together can we save enough money to have a popper's dinner at Burger King. Chaos.co, K-H-A-O-Z dot co. Oh, hi. Um, can you wait on it? Oh, shit. Hi, yeah. Um, I'm just gonna wash my hands here. Uh, I know what you're wondering. What are you doing in my bathroom? Well, this is very easy to explain. Hold hold on. Let me, let me just blow dry my hair here. Uh... I'm here to tell you about Lasers on the Ride podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a mix of comedy, uh, interviews, and the existential drama that only real life can bring. Now I'm going to go take a shower. Goodbye. Wild Web. Head straight to the Wild Wild, wild West. Wild Web. I'm wild so excited web. for this. Wild Web. Yeah, I, I really want to get into it. Possibly. Wookie wow wow. Well, we are of the West. Indeed, indeed. Yes, we are. This is the part of our show where one of us shares something, you know, the copy says ridiculous, but just something like big I that we saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Into, into West. Into West. Very into The Gillette ad. Yeah, let's talk about the Gillette ad. <laughs> I really want to talk about it because we were, so I showed Tom right before the podcast, uh, so he's up to date, and it was interesting because he even said a comment saying, uh, I'm just mad it's from Gillette. And in a way, I agree, because mm-hmm. like, obviously, it's hard when companies take advantage of a mindset such as Heineken with the, um, they had people who are very like homophobic oh, and right, right. negative. Oh, um, right. Have a conversation. Have a conversation yeah. with uh, someone who was gay or queer and it wasn't revealed until the end. So you, they really humanized um, uh, LGBTQ plus people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. And people were kind of backlashed against Heineken for taking advantage of that. Right. And I understand that. But I also argue that Here's the thing. The companies are making so much money and they have responsibility yeah. to give back to the community yes. and they yes. also have a responsibility in their ads of changing social concepts and changing true. social cultures. Yeah. So you can get mad at them for 
quote unquote taking advantage, but on the same side of the coin or this opposite side of the coin, it's the same thing, is that they're they're pushing uh, an open-minded, positive mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah. And I would say that's the responsibility to fund yes. and to put in money yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, Heineken put themselves a little more, they were like, have a beer, and it was more Heineken-y. But Gillette, it was only at the very end that it said, there was even after just like, uh, what is it, men, you know, men we are or whatever. And then it just said Gillette. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, 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 I think it does say it at the beginning, though, which is something right because they play their own ads exactly yes. because that w- at the at the of theater there's ad, so yeah. many of these ads because you're you're taking advantage of the glorious speakers and the giant screen and the mm-hmm. emotion that that can convey and so many of them have this like really well directed emotional piece mm-hmm. and at the very end. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. So it's like trying to trick you into thinking (laughs) this is a social message, but no, in fact, it's like this. Whereas then they were like, we are are Gillette, Mm -hmm. and this is a message that we think is important. Also, at the end of the day, you are constantly being manipulated by every piece of media you ever see. The little ways you don't understand. So... Well, like you said, at least they're more open about it. But we, you also know it's an ad, even yeah. if it's a well-directed thing. It is mm-hmm. hard because, like, I mean, uh, having only taken a couple marketing classes, but I do understand the moral dilemma of ads themselves and should they even exist, but they're going to exist. Yeah. Even if yeah, you yeah, yeah. pass by a vending machine and you mm-hmm. see the label, that's advertising. Yeah. 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 So it's like you can't get away from it because you can't just have unlabeled <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah. And even if, like, even if the Dark Lord himself <laughs> is the one saying, ha, 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 we're going to make them believe that we yeah. care about society. Their message remains a good message. Right. So mm-hmm. like, it's sort of the placebo effect. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if the pill has nothing yes. in it. If right. it's giving me good again, stuff, I'm good. They're putting their money into it and I think that's a better thing to put their money instead of yeah. just, Gillette! Yeah. And, and I blazer would raids. <laughs> blazer raids? I fucked up. <laughs> I would love to hear that Gillette is giving is 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 putting money get into blazed. Their blazer twenty oh, get blazed. Not the time to. This yeah. your face. Not the time to show your face. Definitely not. Um, but if if I heard that they were putting money into pr- like community programs mm-hmm. to encourage, uh, mm-hmm. that would strengthen the idea yeah. that the company actually believes the message that it they're is hard putting out. We don't but, know yeah. that they're not. The thing is, exactly, most companies yeah. they do. I think there is a slight legal obligation uh, to to fund something, if not just a PR stint. Mm. Um, but I, how, whatever the reason, I think it's important that they share more profits. Mm. Yes, community centers uh, and every yes. fucking yeah. It is. It borough. is because like you still have these Coca Cola ads, and they're trying to like all these companies are trying to put off that they're strong and then they're they're the same. But the fact of the matter is, like, soda pop sales are down. People, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. In the grand scheme of things, the companies that we choose to fund with our dollars. So it's like, yes, everything's advertising, but the, the choice is, or the, the point is to be critical. Right. So it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, we have to realize that this is Gillette yeah. and it yeah. is a company. But this was so well uh, made the thing that pisses me off most is that on the YouTube, do you hear my hands just went into wings because I'm very upset by this. Um, there are like 50,000 likes and 250,000 thumbs down. Really? Because people are like, this is feminist propaganda. Oh, fuck. And that's why I encourage everyone to go and thumbs up. Right. And because people are sharing it and are happy. But yeah, there's still a large amount of people who are on the internet a lot that that hate uh, equal rights. or Because there's nothing even in that ad that's so bad. They're just splitting up two boys fighting. Yeah. Right. And yeah. people are like, feminist propaganda. And it's like, no, just so that no one gets brain damage. I was Because yeah, when I saw that, because I was so affected by the boys will be boys and then it's like repeated when boys will be boys and it's so uh true i think i mentioned on the podcast before that like our our our, we think little boys are stronger because of society but Mm. in fact maybe boys are born slightly weaker so then they tend to injure themselves more because we tell them boys will be boys and we let them fight Mm -hmm. um and it was like oh shit if two little girls were fighting on the ground a parent would step in immediately yes Mm. well i mean not most likely and you'd be called a bitch and problematic and you know like oh this Little girl, yeah. This little girl, this little girl. I remember a video of a little boy. I think there were siblings, and um, they have boxing gloves on her. And, and the little girl turns her back for like four seconds, and the boy punches her in the back, and she just turns.
turns around and fucking destroys him. It's like, yes. And it was a little bit rough. I was like, okay, okay. But still, like that that notion that women aren't supposed to be violent in any way. Yeah. Just on that, like I grew up with three older brothers, so we physically destroyed each other daily. Like I can't tell you. So we used to have a trampoline. Then it got ripped down the middle. One side had more bounce to it than the other. So what we would do is that as soon as you stepped onto the bouncier side, the fight was on. And you would literally <laughs> punch, choke, bite, everything. It was on whoever won. And then the other two would sit on the other side going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kill yeah. them! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, and this was normal for me. And I, I still feel the reper- repercussions of it in, like, in my relationships. I mm. like... I punch arms being like, oh my God, like for a good, that's like how I show affection, how I know mm-hmm. to express myself. Mm-hmm. And it's only now that I'm becoming like aware of it and right. aware of the unhealthiness of it. It's yeah. very uh, interesting and strange, but also that's how I learned to take up space. Right. Yes, yeah. through yeah. men. And so yeah. when people say like, uh, yeah, or call me showboaty or a bitch, or I know we've had conversations of like improv of how like some people like may have seen me as like taking over a stage which and when in fact I was just taking up the same amount yeah. of space right. as the men on yeah, stage yeah, yeah. you're performing with the same confidence as a straight white man yeah. Yeah. people <laughs> find that so hard but I've not even I've not even recognized that because I'm like this is what you do mm-hmm. like yeah. you I had to fight to get heard over a family of men and a mm-hmm. tomboy mother so it was like you know I didn't really have yeah. those feminine influences so I would be the girl fighting on the the ground, but my parents would never let a fist fight like that happen. Only on a trampoline. Only on a trampoline. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's safer because you're not as close to the ground. (laughs) As the as the bepinist one in this room, I gotta say this ad like (laughs) bedict. (laughs) Bedict. This this ad like I think it's I think it was important. Like ignoring the Gillette of it all. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, whatever company is whatever. But the I think. I think it is really important that there's a message of like, yes, like get like tearing down toxic masculinity because mm-hmm. so like I grew up with a single mother and I'm also kind of like I call myself soft non-binary in that I don't really identify strongly as male, but I don't care enough to correct people on my pronouns and I'm fine with presenting masculine uh, and like. So for me, like as a kid, like I always thought like I was too sensitive, I was too soft, like I shouldn't like the girly things that I like, but I like them anyway. And I eventually was like, oh, yeah, that's actually totally fine, whatever. Um, and I I hate the idea of my kids growing up not thinking that they can be whoever the hell they want to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, <laughs> to the point where like when when Toby was born, one of the first things that I was telling him, you know, just while sitting around was like, you have been born in one of the most privileged, like the most privileged positions as a like, you know white dude like don't take that for granted and use that to like be better to other people right like don't ever let yourself be one of the shitty white dudes basically raise up other voices yes exactly when when people some people are like you know wanna I need to quit my job because someone ever should be in my place and it's like well, okay maybe maybe but, uh, sorry I just seeing my hair I yeah. scratch my hair and it's like coming out of the headphones it's, at a weird angle it's incredible <laughs> yeah um and yeah like maybe that's what you need to do but yeah. it's also hard because like how do you know they're not going to hire just another uh white privileged person right so it's like okay if you're in a position of power use that power in the right way like, yeah. so, mm-hmm. like I have a monthly show uh that raises up femme and non-binary voices yeah. and it's Oh, like I never want a show of just white people. Right. I, you know, and but it's not. You can't then go the opposite and have like, uh, be like, well, I need my token, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, ethnic yeah. person. And so it's like creating a diverse show without because you don't ever want people to look at it and go and think about, right. oh, where is the diversity or where right, isn't right. it or what? Yeah. You're just trying to make that the norm. So it's yeah. like using a platform that I have as a producer to putting voices that don't have power up there. And yeah. that's like, yeah, so Toby. Well, that's it. <laughs> you need to, to raise up other voices. Toby, come on. What's he doing? Nothing. He's just crying all day. He hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't helped anyone else. He hasn't helped anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was interesting in the ad how they have uh, snippets of, uh, they have um, fuck. I love him. Why his name Terry is Cruz. Terry Cruz? Yes. Terry Cruz uh, in front of Congress. Who people see as the most masculine of masculine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and him putting himself in that position to educate others mm-hmm. and yeah. help others, and that little quick, and also just the 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 simplicity of it of the scenes where they're showing a guy uh, cat calling a woman, and then another dude just says, "Hey, man." 
But yeah. in like you know, a, just cool it. Like there's no in like, a really good way. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it wasn't it's confrontational. Not like, it wasn't yeah. confrontational. It wasn't some kind of like let's sit down and look at this philosophy book and like this he feminist just agenda. He's like, oh, not cool, not cool. Yeah. yeah. And it would, and that's it. And that little uh, gesture, yeah, makes yeah, 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 yeah. So also, Ron Swanson, who is played by Nick Offerman, and so many people are like. This is the man of the man. He only eats bacon. And and it's like Nick Offerman will like often tweet, I took five years of ballet and I went to theater school. Yeah. And so if people are like seeing me as the manliest man. It's because I'm in touch with, you know, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love I'm comfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I danced in leotards. Yeah. So it's like it's interesting that people hold these actors as their characters instead of who they are yeah yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. totally nick offerman is especially great i read his uh his autobiography a few years ago um paddle your own canoe yes and in it he yeah talks about like taking dance and theater classes also talks really lovingly about his wife and like also talks a lot about how he really enjoys eating pussy which like is just not a thing you hear people talk about (laughs) yeah 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 Him and Are his wife's Instagram is just full of like, can't so wait to get funny. home. And then it's just like dancers showing their groins. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so open about being sexually active. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and that's, so, that's so important because like, I think that was the first time I'd seen anyone like in that kind of position talk about that in a way that was like, you know, positive and exciting. Because you think about like The Sopranos where it's sort of seen as like, you know, not masculine to right. like go down on a woman. Ugh. And it's like, no, that's totally cool. Do it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and like, yeah. And, and and just hearing him talk so positively about sex and positively about sex that is focused on his partner was yeah. such a like revelation for me because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I never hear this message. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah, I'm yeah. hearing it from this guy whose message I thought was just bacon is good. Yeah. <laughs> like, both of those things can be true. Oh, bacon is so good. I yeah. had so much bacon yesterday. Yeah. Sorry. Bacon is amazing. It's, it's really blessed. good. Have some bacon, eat some pussy. <laughs> do it at What's the same the, time. Yeah, do, I feel like that would be nice. Do the pussy first because you don't want bacon grease up in there. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeast infection. Yeast infection caused by pork fat. <laughs> That's our ad. That's how we're changing the world. Uh, but yeah, I think it was a really important ad. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah it, 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 it encourages me that like these are things that we're talking about now because I feel like I've made an effort in my adult life to be one of the good ones. But like as a teen, I super didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, I wish that I could educate like 12 year old me to be a better person in those years so that like that change wouldn't have to happen in my twenties. Right. And, and so I'm excited that like the next generation are having conversations about this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even what, like three, four years ago when people started talking about like rape culture and like consent and mm-hmm. talking, like I don't think that I had heard the word consent until I was like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it just, it just wasn't a word that people talked yeah. about. Yeah. And like yeah. now it's like the thing people talk about. And I'm like, okay, cool. That means the next generation will hopefully be less fucked up than we are. Yeah. They maybe will have more anxiety and like, be more addicted to their phones than we are, but they will be less fucked up than we are, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Because they're know, talking about it. They're yeah. communicating about things that are super important. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, like with Nike taking, you could say, you know, using Colin Kaepernick in right. an ad and all that like backlash that lasted a week. Right. And, and <laughs> you know, and you have all these analysts going like, look, in the long run, it's going to benefit Nike. Mm. But also in the long run, can we also agree that like that, this is going to benefit society. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. never a society that like puts down and oppresses and tells people to uh, suck it up and not share their feelings is never going to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so as long as like some ads, yeah, some people are going to be pissed, but guess what? In 20 years, they're going to be on board. Yeah. Because if you are a person who gets that upset about a company uh, supporting something, like not even anything bad, <laughs> yeah. if, that, if you get that upset that you are burning your shoes and stop shaving with Gillette, then you're the person who's like in a, just a late joiner. In 20 years, you're going to be uh, thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know what I'm trying You know what I'm I trying to so. say? I hope so. I hope so. If yeah. you get that upset about an ad, then you're also the person who's probably going to switch their mind really rapidly about other things mm-hmm. because you don't have a concept of what really matters. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I can't drop this mic. <laughs> do, do not, not do not <laughs> drop the mic. We really can't afford to have any mics dropped right now. <laughs> uh, that feels like a really good note to go out on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Society. That, yeah. Society. <laughs> Houston fiction. <laughs> that sounds like a really good note to go out yeah. on. There we go. <laughs> Guys, if you like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. It's uh, really helpful. We had a bunch of, like full disclosure, we had a bunch of massive donations last fall that have we've kind of been coasting on since mm-hmm. then. And uh, I think that February will be the last month that we can properly pay people at our current rate. So please donate so that we can continue to pay people in March. Yahoo! That's Thank kind of where you. we're at right Thank now. You. Um, yeah, you can get all kinds of great perks. You can literally force us to talk about anything you want. Like yeast and fashion. pork. Honestly, $5. Always. Or caused by anything else. <laughs> yeah. For $5, we'll do a whole episode about yeast infections. You know and you I'll want. be real open. <laughs> <laughs> open those gates. Oh, dear. Uh, we also have merch. So if you want some merch, you can do that. Click the link merch. The merch link, even. God, I'm tired. It's early. Blazered <laughs> raids. <laughs> and you can support us. Get blazed, yes. Yeah, support us by getting blazed and leaving a rating and review on Stitcher yeah. or Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can share this episode with a friend who uh, needs to hear the hard truth about toxic masculinity or maybe someone who needs to clean their house. Yes. Uh, See the light. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Red Random. At Yeast Infection. <laughs> she lies. <laughs> I'm at Sass underscore on the go. And uh, does anyone have anything to plug? Bearing in mind this comes out on the 22nd. Weekly at Crowbar. I'll be hosting a new stand-up oh, so night exciting. every Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Nice. It's an cool. LGBTQ plus positive comedy. No rape jokes and inclusive comedy. So like it's, it's going to be a good, you know, it's a safe place to That's just awesome. enjoy some good fucking comedy. Please come to that. And then every third Saturday of every month at Montreal Improv, there is the infamous show for empowering cathartic uh, sketch improv beyond. Wonderful. And and um, I think, oh, yeah, if you want to submit anything funny because you're a funny person oh, yeah. in writing, mm-hmm. you can do so at hindwingpress at gmail.com and look us up on Facebook. Sweet. Awesome. You're doing so much this year. I'm yeah. doing a lot. <laughs> Already so Please much. Please help me. <laughs> That's awesome. By following me at Yeast Infection. <laughs> Pork caused yeast infection. Uh, yeah, you're doing, you're, if you need any help, Support, thank you. Thank you, so you know, message me. I need a chocolate bar. You're, you're doing so much. I'm so peeved. I'm missing the show on the 18th. I know this is coming out afterwards, but anyways, yes, okay, yes, yes. Check out the last stretch. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have new episodes out eventually. <laughs> awesome. Gotta love the holidays. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. And thank you to Godfather Tom. Yes. Yeah, you come to the on this the day of my podcast's release and ask me to talk about toxic masculinity. <laughs> oh boy, that's a Godfather I would get into. Yes, uh, I think I have nothing else to plug either, so that's cool. Sweet. Uh, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. This show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upford Network. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. Yeast infections. Yeah. Yeast infections. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. Thanks, Sass. Yeah, Thank you so much. You guys are so Benson Joe, Benson Joe, Benson Joe, do 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 do, Benson Joe, Benson Joe.